Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tech Talk underway on this Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. And it's simple. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Our number, as always. And that's call or text 651-989-9226-651-989. Nine two two six. Happy New Year, Doug. Good to see you. Oh, thank you, and same to you, Steve. It's always good to be in here. Yeah, we're uh, well underway. Once again, we invite your calls or texts six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And this has been a reoccurring theme, and I want to bring it up because I think it's important. People are out there that are. Running Windows 7, having no problems at all, are hearing a lot of stuff out there oh, yeah. that Windows 7's going away, it won't be supported. People shouldn't panic. If, if it's working, keep, keep running it. But what should people do to make sure that it keeps running smoothly? Because Windows 7's been a pretty good, pretty good operating system. Rock solid stable, I would say. And I think, in my opinion... If you have a Windows 7 machine, I personally think you're probably better off than having Windows 10. Now, this business about all these updates, I just think that it's more marketing hype than anything. I really believe that if people have Windows 7, they would be well to just cut off all contact with a Windows Microsoft servers, stop the updates, get rid of anything that talks to Microsoft, and make absolutely certain that you have a commercial paid antivirus and malware. And Malware Bytes is on sale. They went after the first of the year. I believe at this point they're probably the least expensive antivirus and security package in America. I think it's like 20 some dollars for a year for one unit. And it's really a good product. You're going to be just fine. If, if you do a lot of um, hard... Internet surfing, I suggest that you keep seven and you start to do some investigation and create a dual boot system with Linux. It's coming on strong. More and more people are diving into the Linux environment each and every day. And once they get over that little learning hump, and it's and I do mean little, most of them are extremely pleased. Now, if you're running Windows compliant software, you'll still have to keep a copy of of Windows 7 or get a copy of Windows 10. And in either case, you'll be just fine. I don't really care so much for the scare tactics that we seem to be hearing so much about. Gloom and doom. You got to go out and spend money and you got to go buy a new computer. And, well, if I have to have a new operating system, I I might as well go spend $1,000 to get a new machine. I, I don't care for that. I'd like to see people hang on to their equipment. Yeah, and and Doug, we have talked for years on the program about options for older machines. 
if you have an older machine, depending on what you use it for, particularly if you need to safely get on the Internet, do a little banking, uh, do a little shopping out there on the Internet, uh, check the news, go to WCCORadio.com, things like that, you, you can get by with an older machine and maybe uh, put a version of Linux on it. You help people all the time do that, and it's important to keep these good old machines running. Absolutely. And the technology with drives, with storage, is changing in light years. Uh, we now are changing the SSD drives, so they're using the PCIe ports, and they're quadrupling the speed of the solid-state drives. So we're looking at unbelievable responses. Well, if you've got a machine that can be modified and you can keep that machine running for 12, 14 years, and if you can get it modified to accept one of these new SSD drives running on a PCIe port, well, you're going to have a faster machine than you could buy for brand new. It really makes sense to do a little research, take a little time, and just get this thing put together right. I just don't, um, I don't agree with this. I don't want to become a throwaway society, and we kind of are. Yeah, especially with this old computer equipment. Um, I had a lot of reaction from people on bringing up the good old MacBooks, particularly MacBook Pros. Oh, they're great machines. Absolutely great machines. You want to keep this equipment running as long as you can. You do. Um, now, some of the the Macs, Whatever goes on with the Apple server, I'm not exactly clear on this, but they get to a point where you might not even be able to install Mac OS on there anymore. But I put Linux on them, and they just, they're beautiful. They boot up in 20 seconds, run anything that you want to run, and there are distributions in Linux where you can make them look and feel so much like a Mac, you probably won't even miss OS X. Uh, you got, got to jump through some hoops, connect into iTunes and things like that. But they just run, and well, they're beautiful equipment. It's excellent equipment. Phone number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. One skin call or text six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's get started on the phone lines right now. Let's go to John in Minneapolis. John, you're on the air with Doug. Oh, hey, great program, guys. Oh, thank you, John. What can we help you with today? Uh, I'm helping my mom. She has a 24-inch iMac, one of those all-in-one computers, and it's only been hooked to the Internet uh, for email via via dial-up until a few days ago. Oh, boy. So it hasn't had anything updated. Safari is old. The OS is OS X. does have an Intel uh, Core 2 Duo processor. But uh, what do I do with this next? Do you happen to know what year that was? Is this like a, a 2012, 14, 16? What are we looking at here? Uh, when you boot up, it says uh, 2004 to 2011 on the info screen, but I, so it, it might be from that vintage. I don't think I would be so quick to take every operating system update that they're going to throw at you. If you stick you. With, the, with an older operating system, the Mac OS, you don't have to take those. And I think at this point, just make it so it gets solid, so it gets secure with the, with the new Internet speed. You might want to download Clean My Mac, and it's a, it's a nice product. They've got a free version, but the paid version is much better. There's also a product called Onyx, like the Blackstone, and I can't recall the website for that. 
That also is open source software, and that will clean the drive and put everything in order uh, and, and just keep it in bed. I think probably the, the most recent operating system I would recommend, if once you get to El Capitan, stay there. It, it, you may find that you might have to do without some of the brand-new fancy features, but it will run rock-solid stable. And if you need help with that, you give me a call later. I'd be more than happy to walk you through this. She's got a nice machine, by the way. These are uh, these are good computers. Outstanding hardware. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, and you're willing to help people, especially bring these old machines back to life. And I think it is a good idea for people to tread lightly. You want to be very careful when you plug an old machine that hasn't been updated Onto the internet, you you can really open a can of worms there. Uh, more so with a PC and a Windows environment than Mac. Sure. However, you're absolutely right. If even with a with an Apple product, if this thing gets doing four, five, six, eight, ten updates all at the same time, you can create an update loop in a Mac as well, and that's something you're going to want to avoid. Reinstalling Mac OS is a little bit more complex than Windows. You've got to have this thing right in order to make it just fall right into place. And again, we can't mention this enough. If there's data on that drive, make sure you've got full copies of that data. Then you can take your time, do some research. But the the hardware that Apple has put out over the last two to three decades is absolutely elegant. It just can't get any better. It's wonderful. All right, quick break. We have more Tech Talk coming up with Doug Swinhart here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Here's the number, 651-989-9226. Text or call 651-989-9226. And we'll get to those calls and texts here momentarily. Here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. 116 on a Saturday, Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio until 2 o'clock today here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Devin Marshall is our producer in studio today. Always great to see Devin. And we're busy on the phones today, 651-989-9226. Now keep that number handy. It is good for all our programs to either call or text the studio that's the magic number, 651-989-9226. Let's start with Ron in Minneapolis. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Happy weekend, gentlemen. Thank you. And, and by the way, I love the bumper music. Oh, oh it's good. good, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Fun stuff. Okie dokie, my smart TV. You know, I have all my apps where I watch Amazon Prime, Netflix, and so on and so on. Sure. Just recently, I clicked on the Amazon Prime app to watch it. And I had no issues for the last, like, three, four, five, six years. I get a, a message, and message is stuck now. I don't even see the Amazon Prime logo. It says, erase BD data, USB device, rear. And then I click on that. Then I get a goofy message that says, valid USB undetected in the BD data jack. Check USB device and turn power off and on. What's going on? I can't imagine why you would even have a USB device involved in this. I have my smart TV connected with uh, an Ethernet cable, and they also will connect up with a, a wireless. 
you um you got me. And usually I get calls on TVs and Prime or Comcast or CenturyLink. I can generally answer them in seconds, but I think I'm going to have you give me a call after the show and we'll do some investigation on this. This is really bizarre. You should not be getting anything with a USB. Yeah, I, I have a couple ideas. I, I've played with a lot of smart TVs with my mom and dad. We installed a new one at our house. Um, the one thing you need to do with TVs as much as anything, and we've talked about this, start over. Uh, unplug be. the thing, could unplug be. it, and start over. And there is a selection on the remote where you can go back to, right to factory when you go right back to factory. Because sometimes... If once upon a time there was something plugged into a USB port, like maybe an Amazon Fire Stick or one of those other devices. Chromecast, yep. Yeah, Chromecast, great example. As far as I'm concerned with a TV, it's not that hard, especially if you're using an over-the-air antenna or some other device to reset it up. The setup doesn't take that long. I would just unplug it, let that power drain from it, like we've talked about you other bet. electronic devices, kind of like a cable box, and then start over from factory is, is where I would go. I would absolutely agree with that. And the, the factory reset on a TV, most people today have got their controls down pat to where if they're resetting their color and their picture, yep. it, it's not going to be that big a deal. You know, when we first get these things, they're kind of foreign. But in a day or two, well, you know, we got it. We own them. And then once we got it, then you're rocking but something's very strange is going on here. That Amazon really shouldn't even be looking at an Am- uh, a USB port. It really shouldn't. Now, friendly reminder, when you do reset it to factory, you're going to need to go through all the quick start steps, including uh, setting it up to your Wi-Fi. If you have Wi-Fi, if you have an Ethernet cable, that's ideal. All our TVs operate on the Wi-Fi in the house. So it will take some time to set that stuff up. I'm not saying that this is magic. But I almost feel like with smart TV, it's kind of like printers we've talked about over the years. Absolutely. Sometimes it's better to just start over, remove them, get the quick start guide out, and reinstall these bad boys. Just kind of go into a mode like, I got me a brand new TV. Yeah, there you go. If you stay in that mode, you're just good to go. The main thing is don't get excited. And keep in mind, if you can read, you'll just walk right through it. Now, if you've got your TV set up with special settings, might want to record them, make some notes. Um, I got it set up this way for HD, for um, uh, my HD recorder. I got it set up for this particular ports and make some notes. It'll go much, much quicker. But I think that this is, this is something could be from the past that's caught in memory. But this, yeah, this is bizarre. Very, very bizarre. Yeah, they can get glitchy. And I always got a kick out of that. I had Direct TV, I had Dish Network, I've had cable over the years. Oh, sure. I've had all of these services. And one of the first things they always come with modern electronic equipment. Well, just unplug it and wait for a little bit and plug it back in. You can't say enough. Sometimes a reboot does magical things. Uh, well, Whatever the device. Yeah, refreshing the RAM is huge. And each one of these devices, all of them now, are really. Little mini computers. They yeah. truly are. So we got to kind of treat them as such. But the, but Amazon, Amazon wants you to have that TV. They want that. The, I think they're going to open up their own whole network. Have you notice the movies they're coming out with? They've got Amazon Studios now. Unbelievable. Oh it is amazing, the content. 
that that is available on these streaming services. Yeah, Disney got in the business. Uh, we're we're just kind of at the tip of the iceberg. I I agree. Uh, I'm hoping that this competition will drive down our our costs. I I honestly still believe. Speaking of TVs and television programming, I still believe we're going to eventually get to a world. Where you want to watch something, you're going to pay. You're going to pay something. For pay as you go. It. It's it's going to be a pay as you go. Thing. I agree. That, I, I think it makes sense actually. That, that in the people long run. are sick and tired of paying for stuff they never watch. Oh, I, I I couldn't agree more. If I have the time in an evening to sit down and watch a Timberwolves game or a Wild game or a Twins game or a Viking game, I'd be more willing to pay whatever it is, whatever that dollar amount is, and pay that. Versus paying for these larger subscriptions where I'm paying for a bunch of things I don't watch. Well, yeah. I'd rather pay for what I use. And I think there's a lot of people that would jump into that jump into that with both feet. We're actually seeing the entire communications market going that way. Today, you can actually go and sign up for a Google Fi cellular service and you pay $20 a month. And you get 10 gigabytes, and everything after that, they pay by the gigabyte. And you'll cut your phone bill down immensely. So once one of the big guys start this, it's a trend that the rest of them have to compete with. I've been talking about this for years. I don't. I think we should all be paying for our Internet according to usage instead of having to have an account at the office, an account at home, an Internet account on my phone. Well, I'm one guy. I'm only on the Internet. Myself, I, I shouldn't have to pay for three or four services. So this has been discussed for, well, going on 30 years at this point. I think it's time. I really do. I think it's time. Nothing bothers me more than to pay a large cable bill, whether it's DirecTV or Comcast Xfinity or whoever, and I go, well, but I, I don't care. I got 400 channels. I watch about 25 at most. And that- I, I think this this piecemeal and pay for what you're using I think it's the future. I truly do. Yeah, and and I think the the more and more people move into subscription services, the more comfortable they're going to be paying for content they use and not paying for stuff they they don't use or or don't want. Uh, by the way, it is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart here until two o'clock today. Our phone number and our text number is the same: six five one nine eight nine. Nine two two six. Let's go to Victoria and Fridley. Victoria, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, um, Doug, and thank you so much for um, providing this service. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you so much. What can we do and for you? You have helped me before in the past. It's been quite a while, but you took a, a virus off one of my computers, and it was like the Pandora virus, and it was, well, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. What can I do for you? So here's my question. I bought a new Dell in 2014, so it's uh, six years old, Windows 7. Okay. And now we're upgrading to 10 uh, by, um, what is it, January 20th, I think, and things are going to be not supported anymore. So my question is, should I download 10 or just buy a new computer being this is six years old? I think you need to give me a call and let me connect to your Dell and take a look at it. I think that that six-year-old computer is a lot more computer than what you realize. Give me a call and I'll do a quick diagnostics. I can't do an extensive one via phone, but we'll take a look at what you got and we'll chat. I'm not real big on making these big conversions 
And I'm not so certain you're not going to be better off in the long run by just locking it down. And I wouldn't worry so much about the support. Let's face it. I I don't want to be too derogatory here, but how much support have you really gotten from Microsoft over the years? That's pretty minimal. But but we talked about this at the top, Doug. Oh, yeah. If you have Windows 7 and it's running fine, follow some easy steps, shut off the updates, have a, a good paid antivirus, anti-malware package like Malware Bytes. Perfect. And you should be fine. Well, a six-year-old computer should not be going no, to the scrap heap. No, no, no. Well, and I don't want to come across like a grumpy old man, but I'm going to. I have often asked the question, well... Is this some kind of this some form of digital extortion? Are we being mind controlled that you got to do this? Got to have a new cell phone every two years? Why? Why? It shouldn't make sense. And I always wanted to get on the air and ask Microsoft. After forty years in business, why can you not create a secure operating system? Come on now, the internet's secure. Come on, let's get to it. Yeah, I think it's more about marketing and feeding the corporation. Lots of dollars. So let's let's take a step back and let's not get all wrapped up in the panic and let's see if we can just work around it. We're all going to sooner or later anyway. And these six-year-old computers, that era, that's a nice computer. I can almost guarantee she's got more computer than she even begins to realize. Update that hard drive to a solid-state drive and that thing all should boot up in 24 to 26 seconds. That's a fast computer. Should be fast enough for any home user. And thank you for the call. Yeah, it is a great call. We're going to break. We've got an update on the weather coming up. Kurt in Golden Valley. Claudia is St. Louis Park all waiting. We have a ton of texts as well. Call or text 651-989-9226. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment here on News Talk 830-WCCO. 131 here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Tech Talk continues. Doug Swinhart, Steve Thompson, Devin Marshall is our producer coming up following the news and weather at 2 a Sports Saturday. Eric Nelson joins us. Pro football, the playoffs get started today. Vikes and Saints tomorrow. Uh, the Golden Gophers, a big win down in the Outback Bowl. That is all on the way after 2 o'clock today. A lot of great calls today, Doug. Let's get to those right now. Let's go to Claudia. Claudia in St. Louis Park here on the air. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Uh, listen, I uh, heard you guys talking about Amazon Prime, so my question is on Amazon Prime. I used to have CBS All Access in the app, and then I canceled it. This was like six months ago. I went out to renew, found out there's no app anymore, or I was directed to Amazon Prime to sign up for that. So I did that, and I was on my iPhone. Everything worked fine. I watched a few shows. Then I go to my TV, which is a smart TV, Samsung. I can, I can get, you know, Amazon Prime on that. No oh, problem. I got, I got the app, and I can see the CBS All Access programs, and when I click on them, they won't let me in. Uh, that's really strange. If you use the same email address and login credentials... And you train almost sounds to me like it's possible that you have two prime accounts, the new one that you just set up and the old one. And Amazon is confused. You may have to contact their support thing. It's the only thing I can think of that the way they got this set up is once you've got that, uh, we've got one account at our house and we actually watch it on three different sets. It's just connected. 
Now, if you have Comcast Xfinity as well, their DVR, their box, also will help you to control Amazon. I prefer to run it right straight from my TV. To me, it seems like it's a little bit quicker, a little bit faster. And it's also, I think it gives a little bit better picture. But in the end, I think there's some confusion with your account. I don't think it's Amazon. I think it's that old account that is sneaking up. And you may have to actually, on your Amazon account, cancel the TV and retrain it with the way you do with that little number that you got to put in either on a telephone or a, a internet connection and make that TV a new device under your new account. I think that's what you're dealing with. I can, I, that would be the most, the most reasonable. Yeah, and one, thank you for the call. Yeah. One of the other things I've run into when I've had problems when it comes to apps like this, sometimes it's easy to just uninstall the app oh, yeah. and start over. It gets back. Smart TVs are, are different animals. They are. And, and you're right. They have, they have, Computer chips on board, smart TVs are doing a lot of the things that your computer does. But sometimes an uninstall of the app, reinstall the app, maybe in both places, even on your smartphone, I agree. might be a good way to start on, on something with Amazon Prime. Well, see, too, and then her she took her, her smartphone and she set up the second account. Well, did it pick up a different email address? We don't know. When we start tying new accounts together, and we're using separate devices. They're actually kind of tracking those devices so they can tell who you are. They, they don't want you paying for somebody else taking service. That, that's what they're well, really concerned about is your security. Yeah, and, another one is YouTube TV that, that gets a little tricky oh, it does. when you're setting up devices. Now, I, I happen to have, because uh, Sony View or Sony PlayStation View is going away. Oh, uh, here in January, they, they kind of ended the service, so we had to migrate away from it. Oh, my. And we signed up for YouTube TV. So now we have it on our smart TVs at home, and I have it on my phone, and I have it available where I can get it on my Chromebook. But linking all those together oh. takes a little bit of time. It does. And then you can invite family members in, but the catch is family members need to be operating out of the same IP address. Exactly. See, they're watching that. So they, they are keeping an eye on it because what would prevent me from giving my YouTube login credentials to my good buddy Eric? Well, you could give it to me or, on my way out the door, too. Well, I borrow it from you. Well, I, and that's what they're <laughs> trying to avoid. Of course. And, and that's just good business for all of us. So, so you've got to understand, when you start adding accounts to different devices, you, you got to make sure that all these devices are on the same page. And they're all a little different, and that makes it challenging. And, you know, as, as human beings, we just kind of have it, well, it should be easy. Just do this. Well, we don't stop to remember that. You know, I had a different email address when I signed up for that seven years ago. And, well, is that, well, we see, we don't know. And once that device is tied to an account, even when you reinitialize it, it's not going to automatically look for a new account. It's going to go right back to that place of comfort yeah. that was the original configuration. So you're absolutely right. Might have to might have to just ace it all out and start fresh. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can call or text. We go to Kent Needham Prairie. Kent, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey. Thank you. Good. Quick question. I picked up uh, what looks like now a Chromebook. I didn't. I didn't realize it at the time, but it's a it's a Hyundai, which is an odd brand. 
Uh, it's a Hyundai, what looks like a Chromebook. It has an Atom processor, three gig of memory, a 28 gig solid state drive. And the person I purchased it from had put Windows 10 on it. Oh, that was and, tricky. Yeah, I, I, you know, Kent, let's, let's peel back this onion. I can't believe you got Windows on a Chromebook, first of all, and I've never heard of a Hyundai. I have. I, I've seen those computers. They're like, like the automobile? Yeah. It's oh, um okay. th- this is um I if I'm not mistaken, it's a subsidiary of uh of of a uh, Hui. Hui, how do you say that? That great big huge Huawei. Yeah, that's I it. believe, yeah. That's it. The the Chinese Yep, that big electronics, one. yep. Uh if you've got Windows ten on this thing, you, I can tell you right now you don't have enough storage space. That's too small a solid-state drive. You barely, barely got the operating system on this thing. Uh, it's not going to have room to stretch out and grow. My suggestion would be to take that machine, and that this 28-gig solid-state drive is going to be big enough to do this. Just get online and learn about Linux. Get that baby. Linux is going to take about 5.5 gigabytes at most once it's installed, and that's with all the bells and whistles. And but that particular computer, you're going to want to be concentrating more on being online. That's what it's designed to do. And I'll bet money that thing will accept. It's compatible with the new Wi-Fi cards that you can pick up. There is a company called Killer Networking, and they are coming out with Wi-Fi cards, twenty-five to thirty dollars that will quadruple the speed of your Wi-Fi. And I think that computer is, is capable of that. Um, if you can't get through this, give me a call, and I'll walk you right through it. This, I think you got more computer than you know. The three gigs of memory is kind of a tell on this as well. Uh, you probably got a better deal than you think. I don't go along with the Windows 10 on this machine. It's just too small a solid-state drive to be an effective business machine or to be running Windows 10. Windows 10 is going to take at minimal... Minimal, 16 to 18 gigabytes. Minimum. Well, that's not enough. You need more room. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. To our text line at 651-989-9226, how does Malwarebytes compare to Trend Micro? And is it a comparison? Yeah, you know, I haven't really looked at that lately, but my I kind of tend towards Malwarebytes for a couple reasons. First of all, they've been in the business for decades. And all that they've done to help users and given work away. ADW Cleaner is probably one of their more recent. But no matter what goes on, they seem to be like right on top of it. And the nice thing is, is if you call them for support, you're going to be talking to somebody here in the United States. They don't farm that out. And they take after-sales service very seriously. And that plus the fact that they're highly competitively priced. Uh, Trend is okay. I know that a lot of bigger servers are using Trend. The home market, there's a lot of people using Trend. I prefer an antivirus and anti-malware that takes very, very low resources. The last time I looked at Trend, it was requiring twice the memory in the background to run as malware bytes. That's considerable. And today, machines are fast enough and they have enough RAM to where generally that won't matter. But still, the cleaner you keep that active memory, the better your machine will run. So in computers, smaller is better. Always, 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 always. And I hope that helps. To the text line again, having trouble with our computer staying connected to the Internet, 
thinking it was maybe the router, uh, called uh, our internet service provider, and they checked the router and says, it's connected, it's fine. They think the problem is in our computer. It's three or four years old, running Windows 8. What could be going on with this machine not being able to stay connected? You know, they're, they're, right out of the bat, I come up with like four different thoughts. First of all, we have just we are just barely coming out of the Christmas season. The Internet the last three weeks has been, well, the only way I can describe it is 35W and 494 in peak rush hour. It's really, really been over-inundated. That really will not have any effect on your computer staying connected. Your Wi-Fi configuration, if you get underneath your networking and you find what is usually termed as roaming, if you've got a neighbor that has bought a new router and that router has an extremely strong signal, which the new ones do, by the way, your computer may be trying to train up to a stronger signal next door to your house, across the street, possibly two, three houses away, that happens to be sending out a stronger signal than your wireless. Your computer is automatically going to search for that strongest point, and that's probably the most likely what's happening. you got to lock it into your address and keep it there. If you have trouble, give me a call. We'll get on that and find out what's going on and lock it right down. And You might want to try to change channels as well. That will eliminate some of this searching and going to something stronger that's a neighbor's. We are entering a period where people now are competing and don't even know it. They're competing with each other on who's got the strongest router and sometimes just changing the channels. You can change from, I believe it's 0 to 11 or 12, and the most common is 3, 7, and 9, and 11. And if you go to four or six or ten, you're going to find a channel that somebody in your neighborhood is not using. And that'll lock it in as well. Quick break. We have more in Tech Talk coming up. Doug Swinhart in studio as always. Our phone number and text number 651-989-9226. We'll come back with more texts and uh, more talk about Windows 7. Is it going away? Here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. 14 minutes now in front of 2 o'clock. All the news and weather at 2. Sports Saturday getting started. NFL playoffs get going today. Vike Saints tomorrow. That's all on the way. Pleased to be joined by Doug Swinhart in studio for Tech Talk. Our phone number is open right now, 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. We have uh, time to squeeze in some calls before the end of the program today. Uh, when installing a new drive, where do you get Windows 10 to reload on the new drive? How do you manage that? Boy, that's an interesting question. At this point, if you don't have it, there is information on the internet that you can actually download it and get it for free. It's kind of tricky, and you're going to have to watch yourself. Microsoft would prefer that you just go buy a copy. If you do go and buy a copy, you definitely want to get Windows 10 Pro. Um, I Here again, I, I just think that it's uh, an expense you shouldn't have to deal with. We've, um, we've actually fed Microsoft pretty fair over the last 40 years. And, uh, well, eh, I think that you should uh, be getting it back because 
they they are taking advantage of a lot of people in ten and selling our information and they're making some money here. So I actually think they should just give it away. I if if you want to go to ten, you should be able to go to ten. I install it and I can't recall the website, but if you want to give me a call, I can walk you through and we'll jump online and find what is available and current and teach you how to create your own ISO, which is a file that will create a bootable media, either a USB drive or a CD DVD. And once you get to that point, it's relatively simple. Sit down and answer the questions and rock and roll. 651-989-9226. Let's go to Rick in Eden Prairie. Rick, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. I love your show. Thank um, you. Just have a question. Um, I used to have Windows 7 upgraded to Windows 10 at a computer computer shop. Um, they ended up uh, putting a new video board in, and I have dual screens. And when I got it back, everything just works great. But every once in a while, both screens will go black and come back on in about 10, 15 seconds. And I've replaced the cables. Um, they recommended trying that. No. Um, but it still does it. No, you there's you got to get into the BIOS, and you've got to make sure that your ACPI, um, the, the actual going to sleep, and whether it's using S3, S4 um, for your power management, your hardware and your software is not coordinated. And the new monitors actually will have some of that built in too. You, you've got to you've got to have it all controlled in one spot for all the equipment, and it can be a little strange discovering where it is and how it is. Personally, I just shut everything off in the BIOS. I shut everything off on the hardware side, and then I will actually go into Windows, and I don't use the Hibernate or the standby at all. I have my monitors, if it's a desktop, I have my monitors go blank at 14 minutes. I have them turn off monitor only at 15 minutes. So there's no screensavers, there's none of that nonsense. Uh, the nice thing about that is, is people, well, I got to put my computer to sleep. No, you don't. You're going to use the same electricity with this methodology as you will with with all of the different hibernates and go to sleeps. And I think that's what you're fighting with is the hibernate and the sleep mode. Some of them call them sleep. Some of them call hibernate. And there's very subtle differences. First thing, coordinate hardware to software and then figure out exactly how to do your plan. It could be that your hard drive is shutting off with different timing settings than your monitor. And your computer is shutting off at different timing settings than your monitor or your hard drive. And that's where it gets kind of strange. So, yeah, you just got to coordinate first hardware, software. And the easiest way, shut off the hardware and control it with the software. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. If not, give me a call and we'll walk you right through it. Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Easiest way to do it. Once again, our phone number here, if you want to reach Doug, via phone or via text, 651-989-9226. When it comes to computer chips, from our text line, do you prefer AMD or Intel? Oh, you What's know, the difference? Just to, somebody just had to ask me that, didn't they? Yeah. I, um, it's an interesting is it question. A, is it a Ford Chevy argument? I uh, used to be. You know, you know me well enough know, to know, Steve, that I have promoted Intel for many years. My next computer will be an AMD. 
Uh, we've had a, a flip-flop, a, a, a who is in the rule here lately. The last several months, in fact, I think it's going on like eight or nine, AMD has outsold and outperformed Intel and at less money. This is a real interesting battle that's been going on for decades. And for the first time in CPU history, AMD has taken the lead. And their technology is phenomenal. Really depends on what kind of computer that you're going to be putting together. But at this point, if I had to just give a brief answer, I'd say don't bypass AMD quite so fast. You might want to take a They may end up being the leader of the chip market for the next 20, 25 years. Once that thing starts to shift, Intel, I think Intel is really concerned. They, the first time it happened, they, well, it was just a fluke. But then it happened again and again and again and again. And they actually, for the first time in Intel's history, dropped their price on the leading processor. And that was a first. So I would have to say just really pay attention to what you're putting together for a system. I, but Pat answer would be an AMD. All right, from our text line here at Tech Talk, I have issues with accessing PDF documents from safe and secure website. I need to print these forms, but depending on which computer I access the uh, website, it makes me download before I can print. What if I don't want to download? That's uh, This is getting to be more and more common. Your web browsers used to just grab a plug-in and print right from that. This has become somewhat of a security issue, and the websites themselves are shoring up a little bit differently. Probably the best thing that you can do is just get it in your head that you might have to download to print them. That's going to be your simplest fix for a while. Make absolutely certain that your browsers are up to date. Make absolutely certain that you have multiple browsers. You may be seeing this in one browser, open up a different browser, and it works. I know for sure that the Brave browser is probably the most likely to be effective to work. And I've had a lot of this last several weeks. This is a a new phenomenon that's happening, and I think the timing of the programming of the websites is not really conducive with the advancements being made within the browsers. So it's, you're not the only one dealing with this, and I know that's not going to help, but it will get corrected quickly. Yeah, and I, I use at work a lot of PDFs, deal with a lot of PDFs. Windows 10 plays games with PDFs. It does. They want you to uh, open it in uh, Edge, and they have a plug-in. I can't make Adobe Acrobat my default. To manipulate PDFs, I have to save it, so, then open it in Adobe. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of fooling around. Yeah, no, I, and I, I'm not a fan of that at all. I, and I tell customers too. I say, you know, people call me up and say, "Oh, look what I've done. What did I break now?" And I tell them right out, those days are gone. We as users got to stop saying, "What did I do?" I got to tell you, in my opinion, at least sixty percent of what we're dealing with here today. I refer to as corporate wars. They all want to control our activity. They truly do. And Microsoft, as much as everybody knows how much I love them, uh, they are kind of kind of leading this, and they want to control your every keystroke, and I think it's over-invasive, especially with PDFs. The whole idea of PDFs, 
portable document format. I'm able to take that document and shoot it to a Mac, shoot it to a Windows, shoot it to a Linux, Unix, doesn't matter. That's the whole idea. And with this type of, I can only say bad behavior, um, it's, it's kind of ruining the whole philosophy. Hopefully they get their mind right and start to think clearly about this. Yeah, you, you should be able to, yes. depending on the document format, set a default application or software that you op- open and view that in. This is yeah. a new phenomenon, yeah. by the way, it, with it Office really 365. Does this not being able to control your defaults? And even after you go ahead and manually reset it, it's still, the next time that you connect a Windows or Office 365, it goes in and starts changing your settings. It's not good business. I don't think that in the long run, Microsoft is going to achieve what they want. In fact, I think it's going to hurt them. So just give it a little time, but be aware, it's not your fault. You're not doing anything wrong here. We're, we're fighting a different animal these days. All right, tight on time here at the end of the program. We'll have Doug's phone number and email. Here's a great text. We haven't had one of these in a long time. Uh, the blue screen of death. Oh, yeah. Is that hardware or software related? Could be either one, but I will say this. My experience is 80% at least is hardware, and it's a simple fix. It's probably your random access memory. You may be able, if you're so inclined, to, on a laptop, take the door off. And if you have two RAM chips, make sure you take your battery out, push the power button in to drain the battery, just switch the slots. Make sure that you get them in there good. We never force anything. Memory chips on a laptop have to go in at a 45-degree angle and then snap down into the clips. On a desktop, there's generally one or two little catches on the end of the modules. Push them down, pop them out. Same rule, by the way. Unplug it, push the power button in for 20, 30 seconds to drain it, then take the cover off, swap those memory chips, probably clean up. You're forcing the RAM chips to remap the memory. And when you you swap them, they get all brand new addresses, and they seem to come back to life. That should take care of it. All right, we've got to run uh, time very tight here at the end of the program. Tech Talk, each and every Saturday, sports schedules permitting, of course, between 1 and 2 o'clock here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Doug, what's your phone number and email? Thank you, 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOtech.com, WCCOtech.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you so much for having me, Steve. Yeah, Doug, always good to see you. And we'll talk to you next Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.